Renew You, the evolution of her podcast, where we discuss empowering high-performing women, including moms, career businesswomen, and entrepreneurs to stress less and live more healthy and balanced. I'm your host, Rachel Holtz, holistic fat loss and lifestyle transformation coach, specializing in women's fat loss, metabolism, and hormone health. Join me every Monday as we explore simple stress-reducing and hormone-balancing strategies to support natural fat loss, healing, optimal health, and well-being. Together, we'll dive into the four pillars of wellness to help you feel your best on the inside and out. It's time for you to gain control of your life by understanding how stress impacts your health, hormones, and happiness. Are you ready to live a life of less stress, more balance, and vibrant health? If so, let's dive in. The information provided in this podcast is intended for general information and educational purposes only. Any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is at your own risk. If you have or suspect you may have a medical or mental health condition, please seek the advice of a qualified health care professional. The hosts and guests of this podcast do not assume any liability or responsibility for any actions taken based on the information discussed in this podcast. The information provided in this podcast is intended for general information and educational purposes only. Any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is at your own risk. If you have or suspect you may have a medical or mental health condition, please seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional. The hosts and guests of this podcast do not assume any liability or responsibility for any actions taken based on the information provided. All right, let's dive right in. Today's episode, we're going to talk about mastering stress with mental imagery. Tips and strategies for you to be successful, stress less, and live more healthy and balanced by using those four pillars of wellness, right? Nutrition, exercise, stress, care, and sleep. So stress is a part of life, but it doesn't have to control your life, right? By using mental imagery techniques, you can manage stress and improve your overall health and happiness and well-being. In this episode, we're going to discuss exactly how you could do that, the benefits of using mental imagery techniques and ways to manage stress that will help to control anxiety, reduce anxiety, and uh, we're going to be talking about the effects on the brain and how you could regulate your body stress response. Very, very important here. We'll also discuss the uh, specific examples of mental imagery, the techniques for stress management in different areas of your life, such as work, relationships. Um, Those are the two big ones, right? (laughs) Work and relationships, uh, because they tend to wreak havoc on other areas of of our life, right? Um, That's where all the uh, discontent happens. So anyway, we're going to dive into those areas, and we're going to talk about... um, the specific techniques you could use, right? Guided imagery, self-talk, and mental rehearsal to provide and provide you with some tips for creating um, uh, mental in, uh, imagery and uh, mental picture and using all these sensations, right? All your five senses in order to uh, make the visualization process more effective for you. So whether you're dealing with work-related stress, relationships, or other challenges, um, This episode is going to be very, very helpful. So sit back and relax and let's dive in. All right. So we're going to be specifically talking about, I'm going to actually go over three areas, the science behind mental imagery and stress management, how the brain works a little bit, um, and the areas that are involved um, that are 
responsible for that, the different areas of your life again and the techniques. All right. So the science behind mental imagery in the brain and how it regulates the body's response really has to do with um, or also known as guided imagery, right? It involves uh, a mental picture of your desired outcome or uh, experience. So what happens is the brain responds to mental imagery in the way that it responds to real life experiences. So you create this visualization or this picture in your mind and you activate uh, in doing that, you activate the same neural pathways um, and release, you know, certain chemicals in your brain, you know, just like uh, um, the sugar response, right? When you have an emotional response and you go grab sugar or you go grab, go grab carbs, right? That's in a, um, a neural pathway that has been created. You've trained your body to respond in a way, even though it's not healthy, right? Even though it's, it's what we call emotional eating, it's the same thing. You've triggered a response in your, to your body to respond a certain way by creating those neural pathways. And this is what I was talking about, training. Training your brain, training your body to respond a different way. With visualization, you do the same thing, but your brain is using pictures, right? So when it comes to stress management, mental imagery can be a very powerful tool. So by using calming and peaceful images, you can create or help counteract the effects of stress on your body. Um, reduce your heart rate, reduce your blood pressure. Um, I'm sure if you've been around for a while, you've probably gone through some guided type of, uh, you know, meditation or, um, you know, uh, some type of therapy sex session when you're, when the doctor says, Hey, you know, just sit back and relax and, you know, take some deep breaths. You know, what does it look like? Where, where are you? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Uh, is the breeze blowing and all those different types of things that's guided, um, mental imagery and how it could be effective, right. In, in controlling the stress response in your body. So when we talk about the stress response, right. And, and the uh, effect or what part of the brain is involved in the nervous system is really good. I'm going to kind of keep this brief here because unless you're really interested in the science part, <laughs> which I know most people aren't, um, but it's important that you know this. So it's the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for rest and relaxation. Very important. Okay. So, cause different parts of the body do different types of things, but, um, there's a part of the brain called the amygdala, right? So the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, um, those are the two areas that are responsible for the stress response and management uh, in the brain. So the amygdala is like a little almond-shaped structure, um, and it's responsible for producing cortisol and adrenaline. The prefrontal cortex, on the other hand, is responsible for regulating our emotions in response to stress. So that's why it's it's uh, important to uh, really tackle both of those areas at the same time to help reduce the stress response in your brain. And mental imagery does that, right? It can help regulate the activity of both the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. So that's why this is a really, really good technique 
athletes use it a lot. Uh, I don't know if you've watched the Olympics and you kind of sit there and you and you watch uh, athletes and they just kind of seem like they're just sitting there thinking and they're zoning out or they're they're going into another space. They're actually using uh, a form of mental visualization, right? Um, tapping into that part of the brain, visualizing themselves going through a routine, visualizing the success of them completing a certain activity. Um, that's how powerful mental imagery is. So again, um, those two parts of the brain that are actually involved in that are the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. So by visualizing uh, calming images, you can help regulate right those two areas or you know help control the response in those two areas, right? Because you could actively get involved in exercise. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as when I talk about how we could do that when it comes to exercise and how effective it is, right? Um, And how quickly you can get results by doing this Um, and reducing. So in reducing the uh, release of the stress hormones, right? At the same time, we could activate both of these areas, which can help us to better control and regulate our emotions in response to stress. So when we experience stress, right, whether it's acute, chronic, emotional, physical, or perceived, because those are the, you know, five areas of stress, right? Um, Acute is just like, um, you know, like a car accident or surgery, right? It's like an immediate thing. Chronic stress is something that takes place excuse me, over a a long period of time is something that just becomes a part of our normal everyday life, Um, toxic relationships, different things like that, that you just kind of deal with that you really don't uh, feel the effects right away. But the symptoms show, right? So you may not, um, again, uh, experience the effects, but you recognize the symptoms and then you ignore them. That's why they turn into, you know, other problems, but emotional stress, right? Um, triggers that, uh, trigger emotional eating, (coughs) excuse me, and physical stress or perceived stress. So our bodies enter into this fight or flight response, which triggers a cascade of, uh, physiological changes, right? That are designed to help us deal with this perceived threat. That's what this cortisol thing is all about. And these changes include you know, like a rapid heartbeat, like you see a movie or, you know, you, you know, uh, you start sweating, muscle tension, all these different things are stress responses in the body, headaches, um, you know, um, you know what they are, right? Everybody has, everybody handles stress differently, but you, if you really kind of sit back and think about it, you recognize what those uh, things are in your body. So, um, be mindful of those. Because once you're mindful of them, then you can really, um, when it starts to happen, that's when you um, can start doing something different about it and how your body handles it and controlling those two areas. So um, so when chronic stress um, becomes harmful to our health, mental health, physical health, and well-being, it can lead to a wide range of health problems, right? Uh, inflammation. A lot of people don't know that cortisol actually controls inflammation. Inflammation in, in itself is not bad. It will prevent you from losing weight if it gets out of control because the inflammatory response is something that protects our body, right? But anything when it gets out of balance is when it becomes harmful. So cortisol actually checks 
uh, or is responsible for keeping the inflammation process in check. But if cortisol is off busy doing something else, then guess what? It can't keep inflammation in check. Inflammation gets out of hand. Cortisol gets out of hand. Everything's out of hand. And it's just a big mess, right? Hormones, everything is affected. So we have to target the root cause of what's going on. And this is one of the ways that you could actually help your body, right? We can't always control the stress in our life, but those areas that you can and how you can support your body, you definitely want to do something about it. And mental imagery is a technique that you can use, right? So, um, again, it can help to regulate the body's stress response by activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for rest and digest. So, what happens in the stress response is that, you know, some people get really hungry because that's the way they've trained their body to, right? Those neural pathways that they've created through that conditioning response that we talked about another uh, um, in the previous episode in emotional eating. Um, and um, digest. So rest and digest. What normally is supposed to happen in the stress response, all those systems shut down because your body uh, you know, you're really not hungry because your body is using all that energy and everything in order to deal with the stressful situation or the perceived threat of stress that's going on in your life. But what happens with hormone signaling, again, talked about that in the emotional eating episode, is that those signals are turned off. The body doesn't recognize them anymore. Right. And so the digest that rest and digest where the cortisol says, okay, we're not going to eat anything right now because um, I have to deal with this stressful situation. What it does is it flips it. It says, oh, okay, I've been in this state for a long time and I need carbs and I need sugar in order to go ahead and manage the situation. So we have to reverse the process because that's actually what's really going on, right? Normally it shuts down so your body could deal with it. But in a chronic stress situation, the reverse happens. Those switches aren't working. The body doesn't know what to do. Cortisol says, hey, I need sugar in order to function. That's why it affects your blood sugar, so on and so forth. Keeps that elevated because it's just running rampant doing its job, okay? Knocking out all other kinds of hormones. Um, but we'll get in that, into that <laughs> a little bit later. So uh, mental imagery, um, again, can help counteract the effects of stress response um, and promote relaxation and calm because remember those two areas right that are responsible the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex of the brain those two areas are responsible for calming your emotions and regulating the stress response that's why we need to get them involved so mental imagery um my second point is uh, mental imagery can be a powerful tool for managing various types of stress, right? Including work-related stress, relationships, other stressful things in your life. And I'm going to give you some examples of how you could do that. So um, I'm sure, you know, at some time in your life, you've had to say a speech, you know, if you're a public speech, uh, speaker or you had to do a presentation or something like that, you're feeling anxious uh, about a job interview, like, oh my gosh, like, what are they going to say? Um, but you visualize yourself actually going through the process. Well, if they say this, if they say that, or you practice your speech or different things like that, right? They say practice, practice, practice. So 
um, uh, to help reduce the butterflies, uh, that's actually a form of um, visualization, right? Mentally or mental imagery, visualization, guided exercise, how you get your brain to respond in a calm way. So it helps to actually relieve some of the um, tension, right? Gives you confidence, helps you to move through whatever process you're going through with ease. Uh, I had a situation when I was younger. Um, I, I was actually a bank teller at a bank and I, and I told myself, like, if I ever got robbed at a bank, like, what would I do? And, you know, I kind of pictured myself like going through this process because well, I don't want to give it away. But there's, you know, there's certain procedures if you've, um, that the bank has to follow um, in the event of the and in the event of a robbery of that um, the teller is supposed to do. And so I walked myself through that mentally. And what ended up happening was I actually got robbed. And so during the situation, the person that robbed me, they actually slipped me a note, right? And I actually went through this process, but I was so calm at the time, right? I was calm at the time to where it was like nobody even noticed anything. I wasn't freaking out. And I just told my supervisor, hey, I just got robbed. You know, they ended up catching the guy, right? I had to identify him, you know, the guy on the spot there. But what ended up happening was long-term, I ended up, getting diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder because again at the time which I didn't know anything about this right the visual mental imagery part in the event right I'm setting myself up for a stressful event that if I do get robbed this is how I'm going to handle it and I actually did handle it that way it was the after effects of okay now that this is over and you know <laughs> I didn't know what to do with that part um that I did experience post-traumatic stress disorder and that was a whole other thing. But um, in any event, uh, the same thing, you know, if you're going through an interview, you could activate the same neural pathways, right? Like I just explained, as if you were actually experiencing the success. So just like you could do it in a negative way, like I did with the bank thing, you could also do it in a positive way. The brain is very, very powerful. So I know I talk about a little bit or a lot of it about the four pillars and the foundations of wellness. Um, I also talk about there are other four, the other four pillars, holistic, right? The mental, the physical, uh, and the spiritual, because your mind affects your body and your body affects your mind. So it's not like these things are operating in isolation. They affect each other. And this is a perfect example of how that happens, right? Mental imagery visualization, how your body responds to an emotional event or a physical event, um, how you activate those neural pathways by your response and how it affects your body in return. So it can help reduce anxiety and promote a sense of calm and confidence. We already talked about that. Uh, Work-related stress, mental imagery can help um, manage work-related stress by helping you visualize the outcomes, right? Um, doesn't mean that it's always going to happen that way, but you can visualize the outcome, manage stress, challenging situations. What happens, you know, if I talk to my boss this way? Because it actually helps you to kind of move through the situation without being you know, like, oh, you know, she's so emotional. 
I mean, we're emotional beings. Like, I get that. But sometimes you have to be calm, right, in certain situations. Entrepreneurs, right, moms, right, career businesswomen. We have to be calm um, and collective, and, you know, in certain situations. And, you know, go home and, you know, let let loose. But, you know, in some situations, you just can't always be all over the place um, in dealing with uh, things. So these techniques can actually help you during that process, all right? So if you're nervous about a presentation at work, um, think you could use mental imagery to help you visualize yourself giving a successful presentation, right? Feeling more confident and in control, going through it, going through it, going through it. Um, So that way you're coming across calm and effective. Relationships and stress, right? Mental imagery can also be helpful to help you manage stress and, you know, in the relationships by helping you, you know, think about positive interactions and resolving conflicts, right? Or, you know, same thing as reverse, in reverse with the negative and toxic situations, right? You're like, oh, here we go. I already know how this conversation is going to go, right? Because you've already visualized it in your mind based on, right, past experiences, talked about it in the beginning, right? how your brain works as it relates to real life experiences that you bring that back into, um, into the situation. So with relationships, creating positive interactions and trying to resolve conflicts is a way, or you could use mental imagery as a way to do that. Um, an example of that would be uh, like having a difficult conversation, you know, with your spouse or partner or whatever it is, you know, your kids or whatever. You could use uh, mental imagery to visualize the positive outcomes, right? Um, feelings, feeling understood, feeling heard, you know, on both parties. But the main thing is how you train your body, your brain to respond to stress. Because the stress thing is a real thing, right? People have gone to the hospital, heart palpitations, anxiety medication. Um, some of you who were listening to this, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, you may be on anxiety medis- medication and different things like that. Helping, uh, finding ways to help your body deal with stressful situations if you just can't get rid of it, right? Some of our are, are things, you know, panic attacks, right? Um, how do you get your body, you know, what do you do to get through a panic attack, right? Those are real. Like, I get it. Some people, you know, are, are really are dealing with those things. But again, it's training your body um, to deal with this. One of my things is actually bridges. Like, I hate bridges. I had, when I was younger, um, I remember, I think I was about seven or eight and if you're familiar with the Coronado Bridge in San Diego, um, my mother had won uh, some type of contest at her job or whatever. And the week, and the prize was to go uh, stay in Coronado, right? Woohoo, big deal. But I remember, one thing I can remember about that trip was going over that bridge and I was super, super sick. Like I had like meningitis or something like that. And so show you how powerful the brain is, is equating my sickness to the bridge, right? And anytime I go over a bridge, I have to calm myself down because that's a trigger for me. That's how powerful it is. 
That's how powerful the stress response is because my body experienced that as a child. And it's somehow, you know, in my fifties, I've brought this over. <laughs> um, it's not as bad as it was, but you know, I mean, to tell you, sometimes like I would break out in a cold sweat. Like I would try to find other type of ways to avoid driving over a bridge because I, w- I had this fear, like, you know, I would lose control and I would go over the side. Like, this is a real thing. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Right. So I have to, you know, visualize, uh, m- me doing something different in order to get through it and, and talking myself, right? Which um, self-talk is, is a technique, right? Talking yourself through this mental rehearsal and, and different things like this to train your body or to train your brain to do something different. Very, very powerful tool. Um, and so, you know, other, you know, that would be an example of other challenges not related to like a relationship or work or, or different things like that, but just real life, right? This is real life stuff. Um, financial stress, right? Um, visualize yourself, you know, being in a different place, right? Um, this too shall pass, (laughs) right? Have many situations like that before, like, oh, this is only temporary, you know, situation, but you have to like visualize yourself being in a better place, being there because your body will actually subconsciously take steps in order uh, for you to get there, right? Healing and feeling strong, right? In health right? Very, very powerful. Um, they actually have this thing called the phantom limb syndrome where people who have lost limbs, right? Um, they can feel that sensation, right? They can feel pain in their arm, even though their arm is not there. Like that's how powerful our brain is, right? In creating these different responses in our body, right? So that's why it's so important you know, hypochondriacs, right? People that it's like, you can make yourself sick by thinking that you're sick all the time. Like, oh my gosh, like I feel this. Or, you know, people who have, I think I've heard stories of, you know, people who have felt like they were pregnant or, you know, different things like that. Like you manifest these things in your body because you're visualizing these things, right? Over and over again. It's real. So in the same way you could do that in a negative way, like I said before, you could do it in a positive way and turn it around. All right. So let's move on here. So as it relates to the four pillars of wellness and how it actually could be very uh, beneficial as it relates to, right, the nutrition, stress management, sleep, exercise is like, um, and I go over this actually in my transformation, especially when it gets to the nutrition part, because it's so crucial, right? So many people have problems with nutrition. That's why I talk about it so, so much nutrition and the nutrients. And, you know, there's actual, there's actually a way to eat, right? Imagine that, right? 50s and your 40s and 50s, there's a way to eat. Mindful eating is a thing, right? Um, imagine yourself enjoying your food, right? Uh, visualization that's nourishing to your body, smelling, using your senses, uh, taking in all the aromas, pictures, colors, you know, uh, timing when it comes to your food, the flavors of the food, like imagine like how it makes you feel and all these things are real, but sometimes we just get so busy. It's like, Oh, let me just grab something to eat. And you know, you're just gobbling it down and you know, it it should take you like turn off your phone, have a conversation with people, take your time to eat. Those things actually trigger different things in your body, right? Um, 
triggering the hormone response, turning on those uh, different signals in your body. So there is a thing to mindful eating, right? Visualizing yourself making healthy food choices at the grocery store, um, you know, and how do you how, how do you feel about it? Right. Uh, remember, there's an emotional response to that as well. Uh, exercise, picturing yourself engaging in your favorite form of exercise. Now, this is something that I actually teach in my fitness, uh, in my fitness exercise programs is I actually teach body awareness, right? Is when you make that mind to muscle connection, when you're doing exercise, you actually, the intensity of the exercise is greater, far greater, but it's different than just going through the motions of doing an exercise and the effects, um, are, or the benefits of doing that is that you get results quicker, right? The intensity is greater, but you get results quicker and you don't have to do as many because your mind, your brain is actually involved, right? It's like feel, you know, if you're doing that bicep curl, that's why you kind of see guys sometimes if you've been around the gym for a while, if you don't notice, if you haven't, you know, um, you'll, you'll, you'll feel, or you'll see them touch the muscle or you'll see a trainer like touch the muscle because they're trying to establish that mind to muscle connection there, right? Uh, visual imagery to help, uh, bring about greater results in a short, in a short amount of time. So again, picturing yourself, engaging in your favorite form of exercise, yoga, jogging, uh, runners, runners, runners do this a lot, right? They just kind of runners high. They kind of get lost in this space. If you've ever had that feeling before, let me tell you, it's one of the best feelings in the world, right? If you've experienced that cardio, what they call that runner's high, the cardio high is wonderful. Um, but again, you know, just, just like your mind just takes off and, you know, goes into, you know, positive places. I hope (laughs) yoga, weightlifting, you know, imagine, uh, Imagine sensations in your body, like as you move, sometime if you've gone through stretching classes and different things like that, they'll, you know, to deep, you know, breathe deeply, you know, feel that, you know, energy moving or leaving your body, right? That's a form of visualization. That's a form of guided imagery, right? Uh, things you didn't even know, right? So there you go. That's my tip for today. <laughs> um, but feeling that sensation leaving your body, right? Making that mind to muscle a connection, the sights and the sounds around you, the feelings that you're having, you know, after you've done that, like, how do you feel, right? Making that connection. So remember when I talked about that sugar and how it targets that feel good part of the brain, training your brain to respond in a different way. It's the same thing. That's what we're doing here, right? Mental imagery, training your brain to respond in a way that's favorable. It's going to be helpful for you. So um, again, preparing uh, you see athletes going through it. That's a, a, another example, visualizing yourself, performing your best, um, situations that, you know, you like, you know, what's going on in your life and what's stressful, but training your brain, brain to respond differently. Um, stress care, right. They call it self care, but, uh, you know, stress care, I use stress care, uh, is to create a peaceful, uh, mental image that you can return to whenever you feel stressed or anxious. So like, what is, what could that be? Like, it could be, you know, a a place in nature or or a beautiful setting in nature, your favorite vacation spot, right? Feeling that balmy breeze or a cozy part in your house or, uh, you know, curling up by the fireplace. Like, what is your feel good thing? Like, where do you go when you feel like you're most um, at peace or relaxed? You could go to that place in your mind. Um, and experience in that and experience that, 
Um, and I suggest you do it often, right? Especially if you are under a tremendous amount of stress or you've encountered these things, right? Just take the time to step back and use these, uh, use this exercise. Guided imagery uh, is another form, right? Uh, you can imagine a relaxing sequence where you could focus on releasing tension, right, from par of various parts of your body. I just spoke about that in the relaxation uh, breathing deeply, breathing exercises, right? If you've gone through any breathing exercises and you hear the, you know, the lady or the guy or whatever, you know, counting down, count to three, put your hand on your abdomen or your belly, take some deep breaths, the calming effect, because it really takes that type of energy and focus in order for you to, um, in order for your brain to respond the way that it needs to to trigger that parasympathetic nervous system, all right? Sleeping, right? And, and again, another example in real life um, as it relates to the four pillars of wellness before going to bed. Imagine yourself in a peaceful, restful environment, right? Leave your phone, um, put your phone on the charger, um, visualize yourself, you know, like maybe on the beach or your vacation spot. Um, again, like what, however you can help your body get into this, space that will promote uh quality or restful sleep is where you want to be right and again you want all your senses to be involved create a vivid mental picture so have you ever noticed like when you go to a spa or something like that they're using music right that spa music they're using scents right it could be eucalyptus it could be lavender but there's always something there so they're creating an environment right using other senses to help the body to what relax there you go right perfect example right uh, all those senses getting involved so if you feel yourself drifting off uh to you know peaceful sleep and like oh wow you know instead of you know it's like you have to turn off that switch in your brain you know stop thinking about the you know the day and what you got to do tomorrow and this is this, this and that you just put yourself in a position, okay, now it's time to go to sleep and guide yourself through the process. So um, techniques, so number three, uh, we're going to get into the techniques that you can use to create effective visualizations here. Um, guided imagery, like I just talked about before, self-talk uh, and mental rehearsal, touched on those earlier, but those are the three things, the, the three things. The three techniques that you can use a guided imagery is uh, finding recordings, apps. They have them all over the place, right? The focus on stress management, relaxation, sleep. Some examples uh, would include imagine yourself again on the beach, peaceful situation um, to bring about that change. Uh, scripts, right? Focus on scenarios, uh, things to just kind of walk you through the situation. Self-talks involve... Uh, involves positive affirmations and statements that you create right a mental image of a positive outcome that you're looking for right that's why you know it's very important to you know you know this self-talk thing and self-sabotaging negative thought like that's a real thing because you're again training your brain to respond in a way that's negative right so just like it's negative it could be positive so positive self-talk positive affirmations putting a picture on the mirror or doing different things like that um, this could be done out loud, out loud, and you'll see that, you know, you see a lot of that around now. Um, when you feel stressed or anxious, using positive self-talk to create a mental image, 
right, of how you want the outcome to be or, you know, I am capable, I am doing, you know, I can do this, I've done it before. Uh, and once you go through that process and you do it, you're actually creating a habit and your body responds, believe it or not, that dopamine dopamine is triggered, right? Your body likes it and it wants to do it again. Your brain likes it and, you want, and it wants to do it again. So you can create a list of positive affirmations that you could use to help get you through that process. And uh, mental rehearsal, uh, very, very important is practicing, 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 right? Uh, talking about creating healthy habits or creating habits, visualization is a good, great tool. Um, I actually use it through my transformation uh, program to practicing creating um, healthy habits, right? Um, by going through the process over and over again, mental rehearsal, right? Job interview, presentation. Imagine yourself handling the situation confidently, dealing with those trust triggers and different things like that. Um, repetition and consistency in how you use uh, and incorporate visualization into your daily routine is very important. Like we talked about the four pillars, nutrition, exercise, stress, um, stress management, and sleep. Like how do you do this consistently, um, repeating it? Because again, it's creating those neural pathways in your brain that your your brain is just going to respond automatically. The easier it will become and the more detailed of a mental picture of your, desi uh, your desired outcome that you'll have, right? It's also important to use, again, your senses to make this visualization as vivid as possible. Like the example I was given before about the spa, right? The spa music, they have white noise. They have like one of the things that I use is lavender. You know, when I go to sleep, I have my own little sleep routine. It's dark in my room. I'll take a shower at night. I'll put like a little lavender, one of those little shower, uh, those little shower bombs in the shower. Get that eucalyptus going. And I have a, um, a diffuser, right? Put lavender in there. And let me tell you, I'm like out <laughs> uh, really quick, right? Turn off the thing, leave my phone. I don't, I don't check it anymore because I've created an environment like I know me. Right. And I just want to get restful sleep because I know how how important it is um, to sleep, uh, have, you know, have nice sound sleep. So that's what I do for me. You have to find out uh, what what works best for you. Um, some of you have, may have small kids or other situations that the environment is not that conducive in order to do that. But you have to find out works what works for you and repeat the process until it becomes automatic until you can create that visualization process until it could become a part of your daily life, right? Talking about lifestyle changes and um, reducing the stress response, reducing stress, stress less and live more, right? These are the ways, this is one of the techniques that you could do in order to do that. So hearing sounds, feeling sensations in your body, even smells, right? Bad smells, bad sounds, records, trigger things in our body, trigger a different response. And so we want to create those different things um, and create those pathways in our brain. Uh, practice uh, progressive relaxation where you tense up and relax, right? Tense up, feel that, right? Feel it in your body and relax, right? You have to train your body, train, 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 train your body. The key is to find techniques that work for you and incorporate them into your daily routine. So I can give you all kinds of ideas just because something is in the industry, right? And you hear a lot about of it, meditation. Hey, you may not meditate, you may pray, pray, right? Um, you know, Walking is always good. Some people don't like walking. Some people like swimming. If swimming works for you, swim, right? But you have to find out what works for you 
and then do that. Take note of how you feel before and after. Um, a good way to track that is to, um, you know, if it's working, you know, if it's working, keep doing it, right? Uh, journal, set goals, get feedback or whatever. But, you know, the thing is, is to experiment. Find out what works for you because we know what's not working, right? If you've got that chronic stress, we know what's not working. So to keep doing what's not working, right? You know the saying behind that. <laughs> uh, so we want to try to find something that is working. So with that being said, here is a recap of the things that we went over today really quickly, understanding the benefits of mastering stress with mental imagery techniques uh, that you could use to improve your, uh, to improve and enhance your mood, reduce anxiety levels, focus and concentration, increase your self-confidence, performance, uh, all kinds of different benefits, right? Um, techniques, different techniques that you could use, self-talk, guided imagery, mental rehearsal, things that we just talked about earlier, um, detail, detailing that mental picture in your mind, using all your senses to make a, a bigger, uh, bolder, right, more vivid picture, uh, practice the visualizations regularly to reinforce the mental uh, imagery, and then measuring progress, like is it working, if it's not working, if it's not working, try it something different, try something that will work for you. Um, and then incorporate that into your, your, your daily routine or when you're feeling stressed in order to be consistent, right? Consistency of repetition are the key to, re to reinforcing positive mental imagery and reducing your stress levels. Two things, right? The amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, two areas that are responsible for the stress response, right? Uh, the amygdala release, releases that cortisol and adrenaline and the prefrontal cortex is responsible for the emotional response. So if we could tackle those two areas, we could control the stress response or help to control the stress, stress response in our body and how our body handles that. So that's it with that. But before I go, I always want to extend the invitation with you uh, to you at, uh, actually to join my mission to help one women million women in midlife to achieve health and wellness goals, right? By combining targeted nutrition and holistic approach to wellness, incorporating things like we just discussed today that nourish your mind and body for optimal health um, and well-being. So if you're looking or if you're having a problem with chronic stress or, you know, you're feeling stress, anxiety, or different things like that going on, and you're, and you want to master the stress and mental imagery thing and transform your health and unlock your body's natural ability to thrive, then I have a program, an offer, right? The Renew You Transformation 12-week immersion program where we actually go over a portion of this, identifying those stress triggers in your life and going through um, some of these exercises um, in more detail and actually, uh, so you become a master at it, right? Um, because some of them are guided, right? And I have exercises and different things like that for that. But this is actually just one portion of the program um, in the Renew You Transformation Immersion that's designed to help you achieve balance in all areas of your life, not just stress, but nutrition, using targeted nutrition. Because if you're dealing with stress or, you know, chronic stress, chances are you have a hormone imbalance as well. So we use targeted nutrition in order to restore your metabolism and hormone signaling uh, lose weight, lose that stubborn belly fat, uh, body fat, because that's actually what's blo blocking the process, um, and in reducing inflammation, controlling your blood sugar, all of that mindful eating, um, 
mental imagery as it relates to that. It's a really, really great program. Very in-depth, uh, getting to the root cause of what's going on, giving you some really good um, strategies and techniques in order to help you be successful and to sustain the results that you get, right? Sleep, exercise, we go over all of that um, as well. So with a personalized nutrition plan that's based on, again, mindful eating, your lifestyle, your blood results, uh, analyzing your metabolic panel, uh, your metabolic panel, excuse me, rather, um, finding out where you're out of balance. Is it your blood sugar? Is it your liver? Is it your kidney? Um, you know, the inflammation again, those, uh, areas that are, that's, um, that are responsible for a lot of our, our hormones, pancreas, you know, is insulin levels working. Okay. Look at all of that, right. And give you nutrition in order to bring your body back into balance. Um, and to restore any nutritional deficiencies that you may have in your body so you can stress less, right, and live more healthy and balanced, right, bring about healing, um, optimizing, again, your horm- um, your hormones and your metabolism um, and different things like that. So uh, the, be- the program's benefits include fat loss, increased energy, improved overall health, like the list goes on. I can't name everything, but let me tell you, this is a phenomenal program. Uh, if you haven't heard anything about it, it's called Metabolic Balance. It's actually, again, a core part of the transformation program that's included in the whole 12 week uh, Renew You Transformation uh, immersion. So by combining the uh, targeted nutrition with the four pillars of holistic wellness, right? And then the, the, the other four pillars, the emotional, uh, the physical, and all those things as we talk about everything, right? The program can help you achieve, right? overall health wellness goals in a sustainable and balanced ways, right? It's a really comprehensive program, but I streamline, you know, I make it very, very doable. So you're not feeling overwhelmed tax, right? It's to reduce your stress, not add more to your plate. So uh, if you're ready to get started on your journey toward optimal health and well-being, just send me a, a direct message, contact me, my information, Rachel Holtz, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. You can find me on Facebook. Last name is H-U-L-T-Z. Search for me. Send me a DM. Um, I'll ask you a couple of questions. See if your uh, the program is a good fit for you. And we can start right away, right? Uh, renew you. Transformation immersion. Start tra- transforming your life in as little as 12 weeks. You can also join my private Facebook group, Fit and Fearless Females. How you like that? I changed the name, right? Told you I had a problem with that name, but uh, I like this better. It resonates much, 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 much better uh, with um, what's going on. So fit and fearless females, tips for healthy eating, stress, care, and weight loss, right? So with that being said, I hope you found some value from this episode. And I thank you very much for tuning in. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. All right. Have a great day.